The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark from the 12th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Today's Gospel is indeed from St. Mark, chapter 12, verses 38 through 44, and it can be found on page 1576 in your pew Bible. Paul records, as he taught, Jesus said, watch out for the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted with respect in marketplaces and have the most important seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at banquets. And they devour widows' houses, and for a show they make lengthy prayers, and these men will be punished most severely. And Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put, and he watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury, Many rich people drew in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. And calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth. But she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all that she had to live on. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. As we study Jesus' ministry, can't help but notice that Jesus had different attitudes for different people. When he encountered people who were dealing with the hardships of life, he had compassion for them. He, he helped them. And most importantly, he shared the good news of the kingdom of heaven with them. And that's how most people envision Jesus, just this way, whenever they, they think about him. There is another side of Jesus. There were times when, during Jesus' ministry, when he expressed a very righteous anger, a frustration with those who not only rejected his message, but they also led others away from his teachings. And perhaps the best example of this is when we read of his cleansing of the temple when the merchants were interrupting, interrupting the worship with their commerce. Jesus drove those disruptive merchants out of the temple grounds where he, well, there were times when Jesus was very harsh on the people around him. Jesus understood 
that forgiveness offends people. It offends people who do not believe that they are sinners. And people who are righteous in their own eyes cannot receive forgiveness. And Jesus taught about one group of such people in today's gospel that we just heard. Jesus warned against the scribes that abused their power and abused their authority. These men lived a public life that appeared very respectable. They wore the latest fashions. They enjoyed first-class treatment wherever they appeared in public. And perhaps, we talked about banquets, but that's tantamount to that they had permanent reservations at the best restaurants. They even taught Sabbath school at the local synagogue. In short, they were honored members of society. And even so, they were hypocrites. They were responsible for teaching the law to the people, but they used their knowledge of the legal system to steal the property of widows. They used their positions of trust and authority to prey upon the helpless. Their status and prestige were false fronts for a predatory behavior behind the scenes. They lived their whole life for themselves and not for anyone else. And Jesus said, they will receive the greater condemnation. And as Jesus condemned these hypocrites, he sat down. He sat down where he could get a good view of the collection box. And many of the hypocrites that he had just condemned were making a big show by placing large sums of money in the box. And there's no doubt that many of them had developed a talent for throwing down their coins so that it made as much noise as possible so people could hear it. They were not giving their money to God. They were giving their money for show. Now, in contrast to these hypocrites, today's gospel tells us about a poor widow. And it is possible that she herself may have been victim, the victim of the very hypocrites that Jesus condemned. And in spite of her extreme poverty, she had a contribution for that box. She put in two small coins. And our English translation indicates that these coins were equal to about a penny, but the original Greek indicates that these coins weren't even that much, less than a penny. How poor and meager her gift must have seemed to those who looked on. We know our Lord Jesus saw something significant in her action. He called his disciples to him and he said, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all of those who were contributing to the offering box. 
For they all contributed out of their wealth and their abundance. But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything that she had. All, all that she had to live on. And we know that Jesus' words are sharper than any two-edged sword. On the one hand, these words condemn those who stand idly by and do not assist this poor woman in any way. His words are a true lament of all those who are fat with cash that see this poor widow and do nothing for her. He laments even more for those who cheated her out of her life's savings. That those hypocrites were wealthy on the outside, but their hearts were poor on the inside. And they would do well, we do well, to ask, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Now, on the other hand, Christ's words praise the Holy Spirit's gift of faith that allowed this poor widow to experience the joy of giving to the Lord. Christ's words in literal Greek say, from her poverty, as much as she had, she threw her whole life. Jesus looked beyond the coins and he saw a woman who loved God with all of her heart, soul, mind, and strength. And she not only placed her life savings into the treasury, but Jesus saw that she knew her life was truly in God's hands. She may have been poor on the outside, but her heart was truly rich on the inside. Hypocrites are so sad. God gives them everything it takes to be genuine. They have the knowledge they need in order to keep up the act, so they know they have to know what is right. They know enough to fool others into thinking that they are devout. After all, it is really hard work to lead a double life. That is, one in public and the other one behind closed doors. Hypocrites choose to abuse their God-given talents and put them to an evil use. They are in the extremely dangerous position of knowing exactly what is right and then making a conscious decision to do otherwise. Is it any wonder, really, that hypocrites often provoked Jesus to righteous anger? So where do I fit in? Where do we fit into this picture? Brace yourself. Have you ever been hypocrites? Not me. <laughs> 
Have we mouthed the words of the Lord's Prayer perfectly while thinking about lunch? Do we start getting a little antsy during the distribution of the Lord's Supper just because the service is a little bit long? And do we get angry when we do something special for the church and no one notices? Those of us who are honest know that we have indeed been hypocrites. We do indeed deserve the greater condemnation that Jesus spoke of. But fortunately, someone has thrown in a whole life. He has thrown in a whole life for us. And just as this poor widow offered her whole life in that offering box, so the Holy One who watched her offered his whole life on the cross. He, he is the one who was never a hypocrite. He is the one who never did anything that deserved condemnation. Here is the one who endured the greatest condemnation and made payment for the sins of the world. And when Jesus Christ suffered and then died on the cross for us, he offered up his life as a perfect sacrifice that satisfied the justice of God. And because Jesus Christ lived a perfect life that was free of hypocrisy and every other sin, the grave could not hold him. And although his friends laid him in the tomb on a Friday, he rose from the dead on Sunday. And he now lives and forever offers us a whole life. And through his sacrificial death and his triumphant resurrection, he offers us forgiveness for all of our sins, including the sin of hypocrisy. But wait, there's more. With that forgiveness also comes life. With that forgiveness also comes salvation. The Holy Spirit works through the Word of God to give us the same faith that the poor widow in today's gospel had. He works through the Word of forgiveness that we received earlier in the service as baptized children of God. He works through the audible Word of God that we received in the readings and explained in the sermon. He works through the tangible word of God that we will eat and drink in the sacrament. And the faith that the Holy Spirit gives us receives the gifts that Jesus earned for us as he gave his life for us. The faith that the Holy Spirit works in us through word and sacrament gives us a share in the kingdom of God. And in that kingdom, we receive forgiveness, life, and salvation. And yeah, we can run all around the sanctuary 
and still receive that gift that was imparted on Jody this morning. We got a big God. There is a day when every person will leave this world behind. Those who leave without faith in Jesus Christ, they will, they will suffer the eternal condemnation that their hypocrisy and other sins have earned. And those who have faith in Jesus Christ will leave their sin in its and its condemnation behind. They will enter the eternal joy of heaven. They will enjoy the eternal peace of him who threw in his whole life for you and for me. It is in the name of Jesus Amen and amen.